right, everybody, we are back for another exciting week here at Megasheen. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And we are here to talk about all things gay and geeky from a black perspective. Did <laughs> you have to say black like that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I was doing that. I, I just probably felt it. Um, but yeah, so Nick, how are you? Oh man, well, I'm gonna be honest. It's been a really rough few weeks. Um, I'm gonna start out with the good. Yeah. Um, I finished Chernobyl. Well, I don't know if this is good, but I finished Chernobyl, and that is some bullshit. How the Soviet gov- government said. Like at the end, they were given like statistics and whatnot uh, about what they said. Um, Soviets, the government said only 31 people died. Actual statistics say between like 4,000 and 90,000 died as a result of, you know, fallout, actual, you know, radiation poisoning, this, that, and the other. It was so crazy, and it still is crazy how strong and dangerous radiation is they were saying like some of the um the firefighters that were first responded on the fire in the um the plant like their clothing in the basement were still so dangerous after all these years and it will probably still be dangerous like in another hundred years um it was just really good and i think everybody should definitely watch it. It's only five episodes. Um, it's a it's a limited series, but I highly recommend um, Chernobyl. Um, on some other news, my partner lost his mom a few weeks ago uh, to a heart attack, and if that wasn't bad enough a good friend of mine um we've had him on the show king who's co-star well um co-host of all podcast matters um he committed suicide this past week and it's been really difficult trying to navigate life on top of tragedy um it's like i was just talking to him a few days ago and he was checking up on me and seeing how me and ken were in regards to ken's mom because that was so sudden and then you know Wednesday afternoon, I just see on the timeline that he had committed suicide and I had just sent him a message. So, you know, I I really don't even have words to say how I'm feeling right now. Like just confused, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm pissed off, I'm exhausted, I'm tired. And it's just sometimes I feel like I'm not going to make it or get through shit. 
because it was bad enough trying to get through getting a new job because that weighs heavy coupled with these two events it's just like I don't know what else to do and then next week I got to go to another a memorial for my aunt that I lost last month so y'all just pray for me that that is a lot of stuff. And I think for those of us who have experienced something like this, it is a lot. When I I saw the news uh, and I saw the posts about uh, what happened with you know, suicide or what have you, it was it was it was hard to read, and it, it took me back to where I lost someone very important to me uh, like that as well, uh, where brother reached out and told me what happened and that was and it was just really hard I had to like um, and it was during you know time I was training my students and I had to like I told them I had to take an hour an hour just to I'll do what y'all need to do and I'll be back um, but I had to like take a drive around Los Angeles that night just to get my feelings out about what happened with that and you know it's it's really tough and I, I think about his family Everything yeah. Touched, everything that he's been a part of, um, and that was really hard to hear. But what I did appreciate was seeing the support and the love coming from the people who have listened to their podcast, the people who have followed them, the people who have you know talked with them, and, and seeing people say, "We just talked," or you know, "He said this to me," or "He reached out to me." And I like the fact that he was trying to do for others as much as he could. And I think what we should, I think what we should take away is the fact that he still was trying to give as much of himself to other people as much as possible. And so yeah. I, I always, it makes me feel better to know that in in the midst of, of his struggles, he was trying to be there for others. He was yeah. trying to And it always makes me feel better um, because it's like, he was there for other people, and I mean, when you were talking about happening with Ken's mom. I was, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like, you know, let me know if you need me because that's a lot too. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, it's always like interesting how we handle these things, but you know, you have to always say to yourself, like, okay, this is a lot, but I have to keep going. I mean, that's something I've always. I feel like that's ingrained in us. We just keep going, and sometimes we even laugh at it. It's like, well, yeah. What else can you do? You know, that's, that's, <laughs> I learned that from my mom. <laughs> my mama, because she would say, "Boy, I've been through abuse and everything and everything else," and she said, "I was like, it was more of." She said, "I'm 67, bitch, and I'm still <laughs> out here." So. You need to figure it out. I was saying something. I was like, I'm tired of doing this. And she was like, bitch, I've been out here for 67 years. So she was like, you need to figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, okay. All right. So it's, it's just so... I don't, like, I don't even have the words. It, it's just... It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. You know, navigating the daily bullshit of life in itself and then hitting with hit with this and then you still have to 
act as if you're okay when you know you are not okay. Yeah. That's why I always, you know, I think, you know, you have to figure out a way to take some time for yourself, walk around. Like, I know that's why I try to do walk around. Like I said, I drive around Los Angeles. I take, when I go through stuff like this, I always, I have it on a Friday night. Every Friday night, I drive around Los Angeles just to clear my mind, deal with issues, handle sadness and stuff like this. When I, hearing the story, like your situation, his situation, and there's been other stuff that's been happening around here too. I just, I use that time just to go and just clear, you know, my mind and, and try to make sure that I'm able to have energy to give back to those who need it. Uh, it's just helpful, you know, and then I feel like, for all of us, we all have our ways of self-care. I know for me, that's how I do that. But I also do it, but I can be supportive of others. Yeah. So, you know, you know, my heart goes out to Kid and his family. My heart goes out to, you know, everybody who's been involved with the suicide. And it's hard. It's hard, especially when it comes to that. That's always a hard thing to deal with. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to keep trying to be there and try to be supportive. That's true. <sighs> but anyway, how what have you been up to? Um, well, you know, coming back from Comic Con, got a little congested, and of course that's going to happen. You got thousands of people there, so somebody's going to have some, you know, some germs. And um, had a really good time. It was a really good time to be away Wednesday to Sunday, um, seeing old friends. It's, it's one of the times we get to see everybody. That you normally don't see, especially your Twitter folks. Um, so you all in one spot. Good time, uh, you know. Back dealing with work, um, dealing with. I think I mentioned before having to raise and didn't realize I had it. <laughs> and then, um, besides that, dealing with car stuff. Let me tell you all about car stuff real quick. I learned that you should never go to the dealership. And I learned it the hard way. So don't go to a dealership. Always try to go to local spot, local spots. For example, go to a dealership. You have to get something fixed. Guess what that might be? It might be over $1,000. You go to your local across the street place. They'll be like, mm, can we have this done for $600? I'm like, oh, really? Because somebody just said it's going to be 1100 something. And you just said 600 Hmm. So hard lesson, learn lesson. Um, after you know, spending nine hundred some dollars <laughs> from the previous situation, only to find out that that would have cost me uh, four hundred and some dollars. Well, yeah, I showed them the the bill, and they was like, "We could have done this for hundred, like four fifty." I was like, mm. but I am fortunate that I had the money to pay for that and go to college. So I was like, okay, have to count the blessings somewhere. I know that's right. <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm good. I am. I have. Um, oh, I've been inspired to try to do an erotic story. Oh. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that I learned from Comic Con, and I, you know, I learned from a lot of people, is erotic stories are 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 interesting. Uh, and you know, gay comics have always been erotic. There's people who always do erotic stories, um, and it's 
interesting to like see how it's done because some of them just some of them are straight out trash, but some of them are really good. So I decided I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna give it a try. So I've been working on the outline for it. Um, Half of people on Twitter say do it, and you know some of the artists. I'm like, okay, that's cute. But I might have to ask you. Not every artist want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some artists are willing to do that. So I'm like, if you're willing to do it, I might try it. I might have to use an alias. <laughs> Come on, alias. Um, because I found out that um, Anne Rice did one for Sleeping Beauty, but she used a different name. Yeah. I was like, I might have to do something like that because I just thought about the fact that, that would be in my name. But then I'm like, you know what? No, nah, maybe we need to do that in my name. Um, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, you know, it was that was something I might try to do. Um, having fun writing it though because i'm like ooh, because you're using your fantasies and so it's kind of yeah like, ooh, this is like ooh, that would be something else like ooh, look at this. so it's like yeah let's do it and it's also interesting to see who you know when i look at some of the artists and people that you think are kind of cute also interested in stuff like that i'm like oh okay so we might get to see you as well so that's me that is me all right well, let's go ahead because we're gonna. This episode is all about the happenings at San Diego Comic Con. So, since I wasn't there, <laughs> and I'm gonna be a little bitter about it, <coughs> yes, whatever. <laughs> Victor, you go. We're putting this out in the universe. Nick will be at Comic Con next year. Yes, from your lips to God's ears. In the flesh, dealing with um, so Comic Con happened. It was a lot that happened, so we were kind of break down a lot of the things that went down. Um, and, it, and the funny thing was, what was um, interesting about it this year was DC was not present, so the DCU did not come this year, and we got a little bit of that because they released the, uh, one of the posters of Wonder Woman in her gold suit. Um, a few months ago, and it was like, we will not be there, we'll not be at Hall H. So they was not there. Now, DC was there, Warner Brothers was there. However, the it was kind of a loss, though. We, for example, we got to have, we got to see the new uh, It trailer for It Chapter 2, which is very frightening. Uh, and the cast was there. But the way they do, like, so Warner Brothers, DC always have, like, a an area where you can walk by and you can actually they'll sign the posters for you and you can register to get into that. You can register to get into that very early or you can take the risk of trying to get in line to stand there after. Um, the thing was the security around it was basically pushing people aside. So therefore you really, if you walk by that area, you really couldn't see anything because they always rushing you out. Like, get out, move, move, move. That's what they constantly do. So it's, mm-hmm. almost, it's like a win-lose situation. Like, yeah, I get to see your actors, but you don't really get to see, you know, it, the experience is just kind of rushed. So, um, you know, they had a little bit of stuff there. They had on um, the trailer for Harley Quinn. Did you see the trailer? Did you see anything about Harley Quinn? I saw them mention the trailer, but I didn't actually watch the trailer because mm-hmm. eh, I'm kind of... Not that interested, but I, isn't uh, it supposed to be like a mature rating? Yeah, she's like, for example, one of the pieces if you walk by the, the 
the scene they kept playing over and over and waiting for her to do it was her talking about how you will piss yourself for how excited you are about it. So um, it looked interesting, but I, I always find it interesting how much, and we talked about this at Comic-Con, how much of now DC Basil just called themselves the Batman universe because it's really so focused around Batman. Think about mm-hmm. it. Not only Holly Quinn, we have Birds of Prey, the movie coming out. We also have the Joker that's coming out. And also, they're still doing the Batman. Um, also, with the DC Direct, we are still focused on the Titans. And Titans is still kind of dark heavy. And they've kind of introduced the possibility of Bat- Batman being in there. And not only Robin's in it, but I think um, the other Robins are in it. I mean, we have Jason Todd and all of them that are popping up in this, mm-hmm. in this thing. So a part of me is... I'm just a little like over the fact they keep using Batman's universe over and over and over again when they have so much other things to showcase. Um, and they, they kind of did They They showed us a little bit more, you know, with Swamp Thing or what have you, which I can't remember if it's still up in the air, if it's coming back or not, but it's the fact that they, I just feel like, you know, being there and seeing what they kind of missed out on was a little hurtful. So I feel like again we have we have Wonder Woman Bloodlines coming out there. It's the latest movie, and they did release um, not really a clip, but more of a kind of a picture of what that would look like. And they will have a lot of heroic gallery in this. Um, but that could have been an opportunity for them to kind of really push that out there as well. And I still think they should have they should have been there, just because they have Wonder Woman two, they have Aquaman two, they have um, Suicide Squad two. They have the Joker. They have Birds of Prey. They have these things coming out. That could have been an opportunity for people to get hyped about them again because they are slowly coming up, you know, with the success of Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman. And it's funny because these are the ones that they kind of pay least dust. Like, like they pay dust to these in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but they turn out to be the most successful. So it would have been nice if they were present. But there really wasn't that much. And what was actually neat, I'll give them a little bit of credit, was um, they, they did show out for ACW shows. Uh, and, you know, Supergirl, we learned that she has a new outfit, uh, more of a Superwoman look. We also saw more of Batwoman. So that we saw a little bit more of the trailer, but also heard a little bit more from what to, what to be expected from this series. And what I kind of like is it's kind of, it's kind of, it's not over the top. It's kind of like on the line. And that's, maybe that's all I really need to just say on the line when it comes to this. Again, it was another Batman property, but it's the fact that it is Batwoman. And it's, you saw a lot about her there. Um, Black um, Lightning had a very um, strong uh, appeal to the audience. Um, and I have to say this. So I was invited to um, a Black Lightning party um, that was on a boat. And um, it was very, very neat because I got to meet the cast. I didn't realize I was, how much of the cast was going to be. But I also have a friend, Linnell, um, Linnell White, who is a writer. I didn't realize that she was writing for Black Lightning. So we, we hung out a little bit. She told me a little bit about the process of going on the show. And I got to meet Chris. I got to meet the mother. You the met, uh, what's his name? Wow. Like it was all like I wasn't planning. They just they were there. Um the daughters. Um beautiful, beautiful. And then um, I forgot his name, but he is uh, the villain. He's the albino. I think he's albino. Uh, 
Yeah. Is the person. Like I told her, I said, you are menacing. <laughs> you are menacing. I met another actor um, and was talking about uh, graphic novels. He's working on a graphic novel. It was a nice, you know, mix of things. Um, you know, it was a fun time on the boat. I think I showed some clips on there. Kayla was there. Um, yeah, friend of the show. Yeah, Valley Complex uh, was there. Um, everybody, you know, Janelle Monique was there. A lot of people were there. It was really, really. Kritisha Clark was there. We had a really good time on the boat, um, meeting cast and Brandon Roof. So Brandon Roof, y'all know, was Superman. Now he's on Legends of Tomorrow. Um, he was on the boat, and I have, like, y'all, I have to tell y'all, <laughs> not only good looking, but he has cakes. I so my friend Elliot and I, I was going to talk to her. And I was going there, and we were like, wait, hold up. I was like, wait, wait. Because he was right there. And I got we got behind him. We was like, wait, what? 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 I was like, my God. Like, this is not an average white man's ass. We're talking, there was curve in this. So I walked up and I, you know, I patted him and I said, you know, congratulations because he is going to play Superman from Superman Kingdom Come in um, an, up, uh, an upcoming episode. So he's playing Superman again. And I said, congratulations to you. He was like, oh, thank you. And he shook my hand. And I was like, my God, this man is fine. He is fine. Chris is uh, fine. <laughs> the villain is fine. I forgot his name, but he'll come back to me. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. All these, fine. and then the old Spice guy was on the boat. Fine. Um, the black guy from Arrow. Fine. The it was just too much fire. Well, let me. I probably need to just say my little ugly ass at home any damn way. All that fineness up through uh, San Diego. <laughs> it was beautiful. So it was a good time on that boat. But the realize that you know, but the realization was the fact that the fandom for Black Lightning is strong. Their panel was pretty good, and a lot of people had a great time there. So, overall, with DC and 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 all that, you know, they I wish they would have had a better presence, but their TV presence was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to uh, the Blur Girl for uh, getting us access to that boat and doing that um that awesome panel. I think she was the the moderator. He was, and I I did have a chance to go up and talk to her, and I told her thank you for thinking of us. Cause yes, because that really felt good to have someone reach out to us and say, "Hey, y'all gonna be there," you know. And I was, and it made me really think about the fact. On a side note, that this is what we talk about. This is what we want to see, especially from our community, or you know, our non-business community. <laughs> I would, I like that. I like that if those who are already in in the bleachers, you know, or in the in the in the house box, reach out to all of us on the bleachers. You know, like you know, I like that because I think we should be able to celebrate each other as well as also give us opportunities just to do whatever. So that was very nice. So blogger, thank you so much for that because that was you didn't have to do that. Right. <laughs> that she did. That meant a lot. That really meant a lot. Yeah, she's a, she's always been about the business and always uh, 
allowing others to another seat at the table. You know, just like a lot of the black actresses do. Um, there was there was a one um, interview. I think it was Gabrielle Union and somebody else. They were talking about um, this one job, how they was offering a little bit of money, and then they had each black person, each black actress had turned it down because it was too little. I, I, I might be getting the story wrong, but anyway, the moral of the story is what you said. If you already have access, allow people who don't have access access to the the room because there's a seat at the table for everybody. Yes, and that's and that's how it should be because it's not that much. As I, I think I, I've said this before, we're not we're not as present as we should be. And throughout the years, I've seen you know salavas come and go. You know, there's always you know. Um, Nerds of Color is always there, you know, Blood Girl's there, we're there, others are there, but our presence is not as strong as some of these other outlets. And so I really would love for us to kind of really plan it out and get a lot of us there, make sure that we are present, and also make a strong Twitter presence when we are there, so they'd be like, we cannot be ignored. Um, but it's it's important for us to reach back and to make sure we are there. Exactly. So let's let's talk about your panel. Oh, well, panels. Well, one of the panels I was on was for Crush, and Crush is a new anthology that we're working on, uh, where I am co-editor, so I get to look at the stories and kind of make sure they're put in, in the right places, um, as well as making sure they are really getting to the heart of what we do. Crush. And Crush is all about you know your crush on someone what does that look like but we talk about it from a very queer perspective but also from a sci-fi fantasy horror whatever format we want to do in it uh we did a kickstarter it, it was not successful um but we are doing indiegogo to where with indiegogo you actually get the money regardless if you reach your goal or not um and so um tara tara avery who is working on it from the business side has made a new business plan and we're going forward with that. But it was a chance for us to really use a lot of new talent um, who are writers and creators and they had a lot to say about the work they're doing. And I was just happy to be like sitting there looking at it and learning from them. So we had a very good panel with that and a lot of great um, views about what will happen as we are continuing on doing this anthology. And once this anthology is done, we are going for everything. I've already said we're going for our eyes and ears with this. We're going for everything with this because it, the, the stories are great. I've seen, I've already seen the book, and we, it's going to be great. We have a few copies that are out, and we will have more to come. So I'm very excited for that. And it's my first time being a co-editor, so I have my first credit so being a co-editor. Um, and then we had the Black and Queer panel, and that was Saturday, and I felt really great because that. Um, it's on a Saturday, and when you have a panel on a Saturday, that's good. That's, that means that you are, you are, you're at work when you have a panel on Saturday. And so um, it was great. We had a great turnout, um, and we had a great panel. I had Valerie Complex. I had um, Keisha Kent, who is I write all day, who everybody knows, mistress of threads on Twitter. Uh, William O'Tyler, who's also a creator, and he's also in the anthology called Trilogy of Terror. Um, that's mostly about queer horror. And then we had a new person, um, and then Eric Cooper, who is also a queer creator who has books um, already out there. And he's working on a black um, kind of Comic-Con in, in New Jersey in that area. So 
he was there in full costume because he wears the costume of his character that he creates, uh, which is That's cool. Night Seeker. Um, so he talked a lot about his work, but we talked about about our importance in the community, our importance in the genre, but the lack of support that we have and the issues that we have faced. Um, and we had a lot of great commentary, just a lot of great discussions about it. We talked about Black Ariel, we talked about being writers, being creators, and being taken advantage of. We talked about so many different things. Um, and again, the panel was amazing. Um, and to my surprise, we had we were featured on uh, on a BET. Uh, I saw that. Yes. I was like, what? Um, I was like, we're on BET, but there was other people that was talking about it, and the fact that there is a video um, that we're going to try to get out there so people can actually watch it. Um, I love the fact that people were tweeting about it and talking about it um, to where we want to continue this. My goal is to do this until I, you know, I can't. <laughs> and um, I was, I was talking to someone who interviewed me about it and I was like, this isn't, they asked me, they was like, how do you feel being, you know, you're kind of the big lead of this. So like, it's not even about me. I said, let's focus on the panelists. Let's focus on the subjects. This is, we're talking about black issues, black queer issues in, in pop culture. That's something that we're not really always in. Um, and, you know, we didn't even get into the, the fact that, you know, for those of us who are rising up in pop culture, how much whiteness we have accept versus our own. And so we were so many different things that we want to touch on and talk about. Um, and I said, to me, that's more important than me hosting this. This is more about the subject matter because we're still not represented in the ways that we should be. Um, right. And when I look at for like queer comics and what have you, I actually got to sign books this year, and I realized it, it was me. It was me and um, Tony Torch. Tony Dorch. I'm sorry. Were the only two black people who had books um, that was present, and we had, you know, we had a, we have a a decent following, but we realized that we were around other white creators and what have you that has a following There's one in particular you know has a bear following because the stories that he writes are about bears but it's interesting to see how that's very the stories he has are you know he's white his stories are kind of white um and a lot of the fans were white one of the things that was said at the prison booth that's where we were was um they were someone challenged you know people like hey why don't y'all check out books that doesn't really talk about i don't know being the white bear having sex and that was like whoa okay i was like I, and it wasn't me it was a white woman saying this who was there and she was like it's interesting to see like he said the reason why we struggle with representation she and she's a queer artist is and she said that we are still stuck in the 80s when it comes to who who has the rights to queer work within, you know, comics. And she said, y'all still want to look at white men having sex uh -huh. forever and everything. Um, so she was like, it'd be nice if we would see the uptick. And because they made a very interesting point. They was like, the one things that went Eisner's and get attention are not even about white men. They're about women and people of color. Yep. When it comes to the queer stuff, she said, we need to look at that and let that be the, the litmus test of how, what the work you should be doing. 
And I was like, girl, speak on this. And the funny thing was, she was a volunteer. Oh. She was a volunteer. She was just there just to volunteer. You know, just the she was the 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 the, the cash register. She was the cashier. Because <laughs> um, she was like, she was like, Victor, I came back. Victor, we sold like six of your books and you're gone. I was like, oh, that's great, you know. Uh, and she was like, and she said, you know, I was letting people know that, you know, these are people of color in this book and y'all should be into it. And I was like, okay. She said, cause I read it on the train. I read your book on the train, bitch. And then <laughs> I, she bought, she said, I'm buying one. Can you sign it? And that's another thing. I had to get used to signing things. I was not used to that. I felt so weird signing books. You better act brand new. Shit, yes. <laughs> it was weird. I was like signing books and somebody next to me, this guy was like, you better own this. He said, people came, because he was sitting next to me. He was like, these people came to see you. Somebody came back looking for you. And this person did. Um, I had a couple of people who were like, I came here to get your book. I had to get your book signed. And some of y'all saw it. I took pictures with some of the people. So if you saw y'all on Twitter, you saw it. Um, there was one guy who was like, thank you so much, because he said, I just needed to see somebody of color going through things that I just never see us go through. Like, I just never see it. And I'm like, well, that's the point, baby. That's the point I'm doing this. And so you can feel like you got somebody you can look to, you know? And uh-huh. it's interesting um, how it has made me realize that we're not, we're still not present. And that's why I was like, I'm doing this for that. And so it made me take, take more action to make sure that I get my stuff out there. Hella high water. Because I'm like, if I don't get it out there, it's just one less, you know, queer people of color story out there. So I have to do what I have to do. Um, and so it was really nice just to see that and to, and to have the panel and see. It was more white people in our panel, but still the people of color who were there were touched and they were talking to us afterwards. And I had an older uh, man of color come to me and he was like, he told me, He's like, I needed this book. He's, he's like, I'm, I'm 53 now. I needed this book when I was, you know, 17 and I was told that black folks ain't gay or something like that. He said, I needed this. I just needed this book. And I was like, oh my God. Like I had to like walk off a little bit. Uh-huh. He was just really passionate about, you know, what he, like this would have, he said, this would have helped me so much. He said, I read it online. I heard you were here. He said, don't take any offense. I thought you would be taller in person. <laughs> I'm only 5'7". He's like, I see your Twitter presence. And I'm like, I would have. And that's another thing. I met a lot of Twitter people that I didn't know. You know you, we don't know. You know, we never know really know who follows us. But I met some Twitter folks, and it was, like, interesting. I was like, whoa. Like, oh, I didn't know that was you. Because they don't put their real faces up on there. But it, that was really fun just to see that. And then to hear people talk about our show, because we have people who know who our show is. Mm-hmm. Um, I put up there like I, I I bit the bullet and I put like this is what I'm doing at Comic Con so I had like our little uh, one of our logos there and it was like oh yeah yeah baby. I was like I listen to y'all and um, Hector was there Hector was like bitch I listen to y'all all the time and I'm so glad y'all talk about these things and all this and that and um, it made me realize he said we well, y'all need to we need to have like a podcast uh, uh, panel. And I was like, mm-hmm. we do have a podcast panel. So I was like, that's something I'm going to think of in the future is having a queer podcast panel of different types of podcasters there. And I said, of course, we're going to be there. <laughs> and if I'm going to, I said, I might have to moderate it. And I'm like, I'll moderate it because Nick will be there. 
And all right, <laughs> that's fine with me because it is like again, it's never about me. I always like to say it's never about me. You gonna see my light skin ass regardless, but it's never about me. And I always try to make sure that people know that it's never about. Me. So the overall, that was it was humbling. It was fun. It was assuring, um, and it made me feel good that I have. Because as a writer and creator, you always question yourself. Every, right. But it made me feel good that, you know, I had 20 books or so, 19 of them. And the fact that people were, like, just waiting and wanted to take pictures. Because I didn't, those pictures I didn't ask for. I did not ask to do that. They was like, I want a picture. Let's get a picture together. I'm like, okay, well, hey, this is what you want. Um, and then signing books and all that stuff was so crazy to me. So, um, yeah, that, that was fun. And I recommend if those of you who are creators, you know, do it. Get yourself out there and see what happens. Exactly. Do not. Oh, well, oh, shit. I was going to say something and I for, fucking forgot it. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, don't pass up an opportunity. Yeah. Do not. So let's. Where, where should we start as far as other happenings that uh, went on in uh, Comic-Con? You want to talk about Hall H? Because that's... Yes. <sighs> a lot happened. So Saturday, Marvel Studios dominated Saturday with their announcement of phase, their next phase. They announced uh, dates and all of this jazz for Black Widow, Eternals, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, WandaVision, Loki, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a What If series, Hawkeye, Thor, Love and Thunder, and finally, which came out of nowhere, well, it didn't come out of nowhere, but it was a little bit of a surprise to me, was Blade. Um, so Black Widow is supposed to be coming out next May. Um, they confirmed there was going to be, there are going to be multiple Black Widows, which, okay, I could deal with that. Uh, Taskmaster, Red Guardian is supposed to be in it, and it's supposed to be taking place between Civil War and Infinity War. Now, my question is, if it's supposed to be taking place between those two big events, why didn't it come out? after Civil War, but before Infinity War movies? Was it not in production? I, I don't, it seems odd. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. And I, and I think this is, I mean, overall this, and we knew, I mean, it's been out there that they've been working on this. And in a lot of, in a lot of ways we, you know, we thought that might have been talk, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, what I do know is going to be action-packed and somewhat based, somewhat based off her graphic novel that came out years ago. Like, it's going to have some characters in it that we know, like Taskmaster. But the Red Guardian is in it. Mm-hmm. And um, Red Guardian, it's interesting because if y'all remember a particular X-Men cartoon, um, I think when they went to like, Russia or somewhere like that, we had Dark Star. You remember Dark Star? Um, yes. And she was, a, she's been, she was a part, I can't remember the team. She's 
his teammates with the Green Guardian. Now, I wonder if they may end up introducing some of these other characters that have been a part of that. Dark Star is a favorite of mine. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what this is. Uh, we may actually see the other Black Widow. There is another one. One of them. And I know it's, it starts with a Y. I can't remember. She's kind of a little off. But they may get to see her. But to have Rachel Weiss in there, that, that's going to be interesting to have her. Which is interesting. Because I only rem- uh, remember her from The Mummy. And I know she's done other things. But her role in The Mummy stands out to me. Yeah. And she was also in Constantine. Yes. Which, you know, I, I, that was just on the other day. And I really, that is a, that's a solid movie. I don't know who hated it, but that's a solid movie. It wasn't bad. Yeah, and it was very sexual. Because, you know, even though they always close to, they talk to each other, they were so close to each other. Like, there was a part of me that was a little turned on. I was sitting there talking to Constantine just a little bit. Because you, you, you could tell Satan, like, he wanted Constantine. Like, he's like, I've always wanted it. But it was just the way he was, like, always in his face, like, looking at him. I was like, oh, okay. I'll <laughs> But anyway, um, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I do want to see it. I mean, people have been clowning the fact that who wants to see a black woman? Like, I, I want to see it. We'll see, because... <laughs> I really am not checking for another Scarlett Johansson movie, mm-hmm. regardless if it's in the MCU or, or not. Mm-hmm. But I know th- this will play a part in the phase. Yeah. So. It's going to be one of those. I think it's going to be one of those movies that's going to be, it's going to give us, it's going to be a conduit to some other things. Right. And Kevin said it uh, when he was getting interviewed, like phase four is about introductions and new characters. So it doesn't need to have these, the new movies that are coming out, they don't have to have the, a civil war or an infinity war type feel to it. Like um, when we were talking about far from home, it didn't need to be this whole big, movie it just needed to introduce some new characters give another a little story another story with a spider-man and that's it you know it was just it's at this point they're laying a foundation for phase the phase four phase five maybe even phase six i think i i read somewhere that phase five is already planned out which makes complete sense Mm -hmm. um so i don't think we need to have a preconceived notion that this phase is going to be the exact same as the previous phase. And with that being said, they announced the Eternals, which is also coming out in in 2020, uh, November the 6th. I am interested for this movie because the cast looks diverse as fuck. Mm -hmm. There's Anna, Anna, I can't even say her name, Angelina Jolie, uh, Salma Hayek, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Madonk Siak. Uh, it's a lot of different people. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see this. Yeah. And for those who are not really familiar with the, the internals, they are <coughs> considered super higher beings. These are higher beings who are basically 
um, somewhat responsible for our human instruments. And they are really considered as gods, but they are kind of the next level. So we had Thor, they're kind of above that. Um, this cast, yes, very diverse, sexy in some ways, because it has um, Brian Tyree Henry, who always gets me going. Um, and, and I was saying his name wrong. Camille is always, he's kind of cute. But yeah, it's really not right. But, Manu Johnny. Yeah. But yeah, it has a lot, all these characters. But what I'm a little bothered by is Cersei is not in this. I thought Angelina was going to be Cersei. No, I think Angelina is going to be. Thena? I think she's Thena. Yeah. But I want Cersei. And the reason why I like Cer- Cersei, I, I, Cersei is more, I'm more aware of Cersei um, because she was an Avenger. And she was with the Avengers for a while back in the nineties when they was wearing bomber jackets. <laughs> she was in there, and it was a crossover with them in the X Men where she took on um, one of the uh, one of the, the I forgot his name, but she took on baby not baby, but she took on um, this one dude who beat the hell out of Magneto. So she is no joke, um, and I kind of wanted her in it, but who knows? But this is going to be interesting because they. I think this is how we're going to probably get more insight to the X-Men because, again, these are the beings who are responsible for a lot of things, a lot of things that, happen, that happen. I think they're also somewhat responsible for the Inhumans. And we have to remember the Inhumans were, did happen. <laughs> so <laughs> they're kind of responsible a little bit for that. Um, and it's going to be really interesting because they are, again, kind of responsible for a lot of the myths and the, and the things that we have now. Um, as you, I think you mentioned, like, you know, Kevin mentioned how um, Athena's the daughter of Zuras and who's the elder leader of the Eternals. Um, and they talk about how she was born in Greece named Athena, um, somewhat of the honor of Athena. And so it's going to be interesting to see how all this kind of pans out and how they will be um, used. Um, and what their story is going to be about. Because that's yeah. very curious. They had a resurgence um, early, not too long ago. So if you want to kind of go back and read some of the comics, we may post some comics that you might want to look into the internals because a lot of people don't know who they are. Um, and if they do know, they may know them only because of Cersei, because she was one of the ones who saw the most. Um, but also maybe with Quasar, I may have to, if you're a follower of kind of the space stuff, Quasar may be something that you're familiar with. Um, but um, they are very interesting. And hopefully this will be maybe a way that we will see, you know, a little bit more of how they are responsible for a lot of things that are dealing with space. And if you remember how Far From Home ended, we had a theory in space. So I think we get a lot more than that. So internals, I'm looking forward to see what this is going to be about. Yeah, me too. Um... I didn't see much about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I know it's going to be on um, Disney's streaming service whenever it's released. Mm-hmm. So, um, eh. You know, I'm, I'm going to look at it. because it's gonna be, it, it might be a little fun. It might be tying in some of the things that we may mm-hmm. get from the Black Widow um, movie. Maybe, you know, kind of tie in some of that stuff. We may see some characters... Um, 
you know, from their, from both worlds, from, you know, Captain America's world, but also when the soldier world, because, you know, Bucky had his own Avengers, I mean, own adventures, <laughs> um, where, you know, different characters popped up. And also because of Kiev, they talk about Kiev a lot. That's where Black Widow and um, uh, Winter Soldier had a moment when they fought each other or something. Because you remember she talked about it. Uh-huh. She couldn't wear bikinis anymore because of that experience. So we may see some stuff from that. Also, we're going to see um, Baron Zemo. So if y'all remember him from Civil War, he is going to be in the series. So that should be, you know, it'd be interesting. I know I'm about to shell up the $7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's getting bought. Yeah, so we already have to... I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Now, let's talk about Shang-Chi, because I am very... I'm, this is another one that I'm interested in, because it's a completely brand new character to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see how he is incorporated into the... The, uh, the universe in this phase. So, uh, Sinmu Lee was announced as the lead. And first of all, that motherfucker is fine. Yes. As hell. And I'm so happy that we have a Asian man in a lead. Because mm-hmm. um, representation is important, folks. Um, I, like I said, I don't know anything about this character. I don't know anything about the movie. Um, so what are, your, what are your thoughts about it? Well, the character is very interesting because um, he's been involved in so many different things in the Marvel universe. From the Avengers to the X-Men, um, all the stories, um, even a little bit with, uh, <laughs> with um, Iron Fist. Now, he has had a presence in the Marvel Universe for many, many, many years. And so it'll be interesting to see how, where they will go with this. I'm also noticing how, in a lot of ways, this new streaming service or the, how this, this particular MCU is not really paying attention to the Netflix world. Um, so that is kind of interesting. This might be their way of cleaning up that situation. Um, but, you know, with his character, there's a lot that we don't know unless you really have followed the series um, throughout the years. But he has been involved from... Uh, and it's interesting because he's been involved with the Arts of Dragon. Just every, every type of situation with the Marvel Universe, he's been involved with. So this story could be anything. Um, and it may play on some issues with, with magic and mysticism because we are going into that with Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. So it's going to be interesting to see how that may tie into that. So that might be something that another project to do is to kind of tie in some comics you may want to read that has some references to mm-hmm. the universe because, you know, he's been in the mix for many years. It's not yeah. um, something he just popped up out of nowhere. So he's been in the mix. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I'm very interested to see how this goes. I'm kind of a bit looking at it sideways because Aquafina was cast in the movie and she has a history of doing um, this whole black woman caricature of a person. I was like, okay, girl, 
but uh whatever i guess <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna give i'm gonna give her a little bit of, i think she's realized that i think her management's like okay we have that conversation because i think i've noticed that it's changed you know what i mean and, and this movie she just did with farewell has kind of marked her something so i think this is one of those growing pains you realize like oh maybe i should like you know how it wasn't pink's fault i'm not saying it was but you know how pink started out as a light-skinned black woman and then now then she uh-huh they, that was not pink's fault that's la reed all that but i'm just well, saying la reed <laughs> i think a lot of aquafina's the humble beginning um had a lot to do with that as like get her out there i think proper management is like okay here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt, uh, but um, it's gonna be fun to see what it's going to look like. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna do like a. I'm not gonna go through all of these, but um, WandaVision. That could be uh, so many things. It, it, yes. So we got the announcement that Tiana Paris is going to play Monica Rambeau. Um, I couldn't have picked a better actress. Right. I mean, she's so beautiful. And that's not the point. But it's the fact that, you know, they picked this woman who has this look about her. Natural hair. Um, great chops. Can mm-hmm. So we're going to get her really doing this. And I think I posted... But someone, you know, people are like, what does she have to do with Scarlet? Like, what does she have to do with that? I was like, oh, <laughs> check your history because she does play a role. And um, there is a particular book, and I, we posted it, um, where you can see where it was her, uh, Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, um, doc, you know, the multiverse movie. That's where we may get to see a little bit more of Monica shining because that she did play a role in in some situations dealing with that. Um, uh-huh. Dracula, and that's a character we haven't really talked about. Oh, but but oh, just slap me in my face. <laughs> we may actually see Dracula. Well, let's get into that because the other one I was going to talk about was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So. Before, let me preface this by saying, but in Far From Home, uh, Mysterio basically lied about everything. Mm-hmm. But there is a multiverse here. So we still might get what we thought Far From Home was. And this is supposed to be, they subscribe it as a horror movie, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because I would never put a horror movie with uh, a a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So that already I'm I'm sold. Um and I thought that even though Doctor Strange had an issue with um the what was it, the ancient one being white, mm-hmm. I still think it's one of the better movie the one of the better uh better looking movies too. I don't think much was revealed in uh, Hall H with this movie, as far as the uh, the date, which is supposed to be coming out uh, May of 2021. Um, 
and the logo, which kind of looks cool. Mm-hmm. It reminded me some for some reason of Castlevania. So I I really don't know what to expect of this. Yeah. So to get into like I think Wanda to go back to WandaVision, I think that's going to be about their travels because remember they they traveled a lot you know during Civil War and then up into um, the Infinity War. I think what we're going to get from Doctor Strange and WandaVision, I mean Wanda, is so many different things. So what we could see is Chithan, and that is um, an ancient um, being of evil. Um, we've already seen Darkhold. Darkhold has been featured in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Darkhold is a book of just, it's called the Book of Sin. And it has a lot of ancient things, spells, grimoire, all that stuff you can think of that has a lot to do with vampires. In fact, they have used that to get rid of vampires. Um, but it's um, interesting that we're about to see and you know that again. So mm-hmm. Dark Hold has been mentioned before. It could be something they're talking about. Um, also, Dracula could be making the appearance because we're going to have Blade. And when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. Back in 1983, um, there was a particular comic that you can get your hands on. It's Doctor Strange, um, Volume 2. But it's Doctor Strange, um, number 60. And it, on the cover, it has Doctor Strange passed out, Monica Rambo, or at the time, Captain Marvel's holding him. And you have um, the Scarlet Witch on this cover. And throughout a lot of stories with Doctor Strange, he has fought Dracula. So I feel like what we might be getting with this multiverse situation is a mix of that. Um, also, we may get Agatha Harkness. Uh, and if y'all don't familiar with her, she is kind of the teacher of Scarlet Witch. She taught Scarlet Witch how to use magic with her mutant powers. Um, now, if you remember the X, X, um, what was it? X-Men Evolution, we saw her. She was in that when Wanda, she was teaching Wanda how to use her abilities. So we saw Agatha Harkness in that. But Agatha Harkness has been in this for years. She was um, the governess for... Um, Sue and Reed's son, um, Franklin, in the Fantastic Four. Um, she also um, has a lot to do um, with witchcraft overall, one of the, the first people with witchcraft or something like that. She has a very interesting history. So I think that we may see a lot with this. And I'm excited that it could be considered horror, but I think it could be like supernatural horror. Um, the multiverse stuff, we could see Nightmare. These are demons who have dealt with multiverses, so we could see Nightmare. Ordo, we could see, and we spoke this in existence before, Morgan Le Fay, because she's already going to be featured in The Runaways. Yes. Morgan Le Fay has to run into Doctor Strange and everything else, too. So we may just see, woo, a lot. So I'm really excited about that particular thing, is because we might get to see Wanda really use a lot of magic properties to control her abilities. Um, but also to understand why we why we get in Monica Rambeau, we have that particular issue, um, and I may do a review of it. I may get a hold of it myself. Um, in fact, I'm gonna look forward to that. And um, 
because uh, we have a comic book store at the street that's closing and they have a lot of old comics, so I might go look for it. But check that out if you can, um, because that kind of gives you an insight of what we may be seeing. The prize that we have Blade coming out, we'll talk about Blade in a minute, we make it Dracula. That's very true. So let's go ahead and talk about Blade because that was a a last minute. Oh, actually, you know what? Before we go talk about Blade, let's talk about Thor. Okay. Love and Thunder. Um, when I saw the uh, the logo. I was like, okay, this I'm already here for it because it looks '80s. It was giving me um, Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm ready for it. Uh, it's going to be released November of 2021. Uh, Taika is set to direct again, um, and also we they announced that Jane Foster, aka Natalie Portman, is going to be the next Thor. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that? That was, you know, that is something that was in the works you know, because of the comic. Um, and it would be interesting to see because, you know, Thor is going off with Guardians of the Galaxy. So it might be neat to see it from a, a different perspective, um, how she may handle this. Um, but also having, you know, Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie, um, back in this as well. And if y'all remember, she said at Comic-Con, I am a king, and I'll be looking for my queen. So that might be interesting to see how that plays out and what that actually really means. Yeah. So I am very excited to see what this movie is going to be about because we have no idea what our costume will look like. We don't know um, who we may be dealing with in this particularly. Um, we may get the Enchantress. And Enchantress is a very powerful uh Villain, and not because she's a female villain and have to fight female villains, but she's one that is a very, has been very, very, very important in Thor mythos. So it'd be nice if we could see her um, involved with this. Um, and again, as they are getting into the magic and mysticism, she's also someone that um, Strange has kind of dealt with too. So I feel like that with this could be kind of a, this could be a fun movie because the last movie was fun. Because the first two Thor movies was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think like the the pat those two Thor movies they tried too hard. Yeah, they wanted him to be this. I think they were going for something that Thor just wasn't, mm-hmm. and they didn't rely on Chris's comedic presence or his yeah. comedic chops. Because he does have, he is pretty funny. Yeah, he is funny. About Chris, I mean, yes, Chris is fine as hell. But he's also, he's a pretty decent actor. He's played different types of roles. He's not, he's pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, this could be fun. Um, and we have things that we don't know what to expect. Loki can make another appearance in this. Uh, so. That's true. Because he, he kind of got away. So. Because technically he is alive. Yeah. Or oh, a version of him. Yeah. Oh, um version of Gamora is alive, so it's... I mean, if you like it, I love it, I guess. <laughs> and let's talk about that really quick. So, really, really, really quick. They released a scene from Endgame that was removed where they all kneel as Tony dies. But Gamora 
Now, granted, she has no idea who these people are because she they got her from the time that she, that she joined the Guardian. She just walks off. <laughs> like, I don't know these niggas. <laughs> like, okay, well, y'all know what y'all gotta do just walks off. That was something else. But going back, it is going to be uh, fascinating to see how Thor plays out. And, you know, Natalie Portman is an Oscar winning actress. Let's just be truthful about that. She has Oscar, I think. Or if not, she's been nominated. So, we're the actress, Tessa Thompson. We should be. Then, Blade. I was not expecting Mahershala motherfucking Ali to run his black ass out on stage. to be announced as Blade. Yes. So I, I have a quick story about this. So one of my um, colleagues at, at CrossFit um, was taking pictures of all of them as they were going on stage. One of his jobs was at, he was at Comic-Con and he was telling me yesterday, um, he, one of the things he had to do was take pictures of them before they went out on stage. Um, and then he said, what shocked the hell out of him was no one knew about Mahershala at all, nobody. In fact, he's, he had a list of people going out. He said that wasn't on his list. So he was like, you know, Marvel is a, is a damn gangster. Cause they were like, we ain't telling nobody about this. So um, he told me, he said, he was so like, wait, don't leave, stay right there. And then they told him like, oh, by the way, Blue Blade's coming, take his picture, get it right. Because we ain't got time for any mess ups. Like, I know that's right. And he was like, it was Mahershala. And he was like, he was stunned. He's a, he's a, he's, he's a geek too. Um, and queer. And so he was telling me about that. And I was like, oh my God. He was like, yeah. I was like, you're sitting there like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh my God. So, and he was also warned that you can't say anything. You can't text. Not even at the minute of. He was like, you can't. He's like, no, no, no. This is a complete shock review. So he was like, I wasn't going to do anything like come for me and my husband. So, um, which his husband was right across the country too. But anyway, they was like, <laughs> a little bit about that. And I was like, wow. So that was a shocker. Right. Um, and I have to say this. We were, when we were doing our Black and Queer panel, we were above Hall H. Our room is above Hall H. So we're hearing all the screaming and the shaking and all this stuff. So I, the moment they released it, I just happened to look at my phone and I saw that first one. I was like, "Oh crap!" Uh, so yeah, he is the new blade. Um, we saw Wesley Snipes wished him good luck um, with this. I was told that Wesley knew this. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Everybody else got to get paid, right? And I hope they they and they better give Wesley something because that's this. Put it out there. Blade is the reason why we have all of this right now, to be honest with you. Right. Because that those movies were successful. The first Blade, the second Blade is, I believe, is the best Blade. Um, it was giving you my dark. It was giving you everything that, um, what's that movie? That that one movie, that Overland, whatever that is. Under Underworld. Yeah. I, I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> that gave that basically gave you everything. That's what they they were doing. But um. 
yeah, the last three movies of Blade were successful, gave you everything you needed to know, gave you a hot Ryan uh, Reynolds, you know, with arrows. It just gave you a lot, so therefore swords. So it was really fascinating to see, you know, Mahershal come out there. And we don't know where they're going to go with the story. There's so many Blade stories, but we do know Blade has fought Dracula before. Um, mm-hmm. We know Deacon Frost is one of his big, his biggest enemies. So we could have Deacon Frost in there, or they could just ignore it and say Dracula is. Um, but if you know, but I'm curious to see how they're going to introduce vampires. I don't know. I really don't know how they're going to do. I know they they mentioned that Blade is not going to be in Phase Four. Hmm. So they got time. They got time to get it right, and they probably will. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be fun because Blade has great stories, horrible costumes in the 70s, but has great stories. Um, and so I hope, hope they, hope they get very creative with it. Because again, with Blade, we got Dracula, we got Darkhold, we got um, so many different things with the vampires. Um, and if y'all didn't know, Blade has crossed over with Wolverine. Dracula has crossed over with um, X-Men because he wanted Storm to be his queen. They all want Storm to be their queen. Have you uh-huh. heard Loki, Dracula. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. They all, there was another person from another world that wanted her as a queen. They all would be coming for Storm, but yeah, Storm was, was a vampire for a hot minute uh, due to Dracula. So I think there's a lot with I think Dracula's about to make a headway into the, into the Morbius. I can see it. Not Morbius. <laughs> no. Dracula. <laughs> so, oh, this is going. I'm 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 actually excited. I'm actually excited for all of it. So, when they announced that, that was just wonderful. Mahershala can do it. Has the chops. Has the Oscars <laughs> to prove it. I heard that he negotiated like, "Bitch, I'll need me because two ass Oscars." Right. He basically, he negotiated his way into a role. And that's how he's supposed to do it. And Sin Mu, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He had mentioned, he was like, I'm, he manifested it saying that he was going to play a superhero. He and did. sure enough. He did. He did. He said, I'm going to shoot my shot, bitch. Well, yep. And did it. And did it. Um, there's rumors that Ken Reeves may be jumping in one of these things. And you know, this he could be so many things in the in the Marvel universe. Right. So let's <clears throat> let's make that happen. But yeah, they own Hall A. They own Comic Con for the rest of that weekend. They did. And they didn't even get to uh the next Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther. Um Kevin did mention Fantastic Four is in like some kind of pre production. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't, he didn't specifically mention X-Men, but he did mention Mutants, yeah. which had me hyped as fuck. Like, just the mere mention of it knows that they, it's coming. It's coming. And we still have D23 next month. Yes. So they can, I think we're going to get more announcements. We're especially going to get announcements with Black Panther 2, with the next Guardians. Um Maybe something with Fantastic Four. I wouldn't hold my breath for it, but uh, we're going to get some surprises. 
So yeah, and Marvel was smart because they didn't, they wasn't really present last year um, at Comic Con, but they knew that they had this streaming service. They had to get the hype out there. They had to get you ready for it all. And so they got people just ready to go. DC 23, or DC, D23 is going to be lit. I am trying to get in that as we speak. Um, it is going to have everything we need. Um, and it's going to be interesting because that's where they could probably get more in detail with the other pieces. Um, to where, like, for example, um, I think that when they announced Black Panther at Comic Con, but at D23, they actually showed stuff from them. Um, so it's going to be fascinating because I think they may you know, give us some stuff that we did not see um, because they really didn't tease you with any scenes from anything in Hall H. They just did announcements. Uh, but when they did mention mutants, I, like you, I was like, okay. Um, the question will always be who? How many will they introduce? Uh, will it be four? Will it be five? Um, well well, I know that they said that uh, Kevin said that he didn't want to do, he wanted to do something different yeah. as far as uh, in relation to what Fox did. So I hope we're not going to see the whole, the same trinity of Professor X, Magneto, and Logan. I think we won't. I think they realize, I think what Marvel does, and they have done very well, if you think about it, they took characters that we, when they started this, they took characters that, yeah, we knew them, but did we love them? You know what I mean? So they took Captain Amer America, which was like, eh, okay. Then they took Iron Man, which was like, bitch, I ain't never read none of his comics. And they took the Hulk, which was like, oh, okay, he's always been there. They took those three and gave us what they gave us to where we suffer cried about Tony's death. We up here wish Captain America was truly the president. Like, it they gave us the things that we just didn't think they could do. So I feel like what they will do is, as Kevin was saying, yeah, we're not doing what, what you call it. Did. I think they will introduce them in ways that we will be happy with. And so what I have heard, they already taking meetings for them. That's what I heard. I mean, that seems only right that they would be already taking meetings. If not, they was, should already be starting closing deals. And the reason why, I, this is what I heard. I ain't going to say who said something, but somebody on that Warner Brothers boat, somebody's agent said, uh, that he said, there, there's, there's been talking meetings already. Now, <clears throat> if y'all been paying attention to Twitter, y'all remember a certain actress said that she was interested in playing, she wa she's interested in playing the role of Storm. Um, and at the time she had a movie already out, if these what if Bill Street could talk. And you saw that her people have been talking. We saw that from there. <clears throat> and then we had oh girl, she's been posted for a while about Storm, but it kind of wrapped up a little bit the last few weeks. So, something's happening. I mean, the best place to hide something is in plain sight. Right. Right. If we've been paying attention, <coughs> people have been saying stuff and, and, and 
folks been out there working. Yep. So I like the fact that, that if that's true, we kind of know who's out here working to kind of be Storm. Yep. Um, we know who ate. Woo, <laughs> 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 Lord. Thank y'all for making that tweet go um, semi-viral. Over a thousand something likes. <laughs> um, and you know, what's so sad about that tweet that she had uh, about y'all think they're going to recast, it's still there. I'm like, you should have took that away. But you know who's not going to be. You know what? They might be nice. And might, and they might be like, you know how in certain companies they give like, you know, if you want to move up, even though they're looking outside of the company, they may, they'll give you that courtesy interview. <coughs> like, okay, we'll give you an interview because you know you're part of us. Like they do that in colleges. It's like, Oh, you went to college here, so yeah, well, or you worked here, so we'll give you that courtesy interview. They may give her a courtesy interview. No. <laughs> Not even that. They might be like, okay, well, you you done it, you okay. But I feel like Marvel knows. Oh yeah. They know they've been paying attention. They saw the hype after Black Panther. That right there told that should have been the 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 warning to her that let's say girl they have Lapita playing second to lead role in this movie. You think they're gonna bring your light skinned ass up against a movie that's already told everybody that we have dark skinned characters and they are going to be canceled. Girl, okay. Anyway. We're hyped about what's coming next. <laughs> As always, like why can't you can't not be, but you can't not not be hyped. Yeah. But some other happenings around uh, Comic Con. Did you uh, get to see the trailer for uh, The Witcher? Yeah, yeah, I did. What did you think about it? Well, you know, I'm gonna look at it. <laughs> um, it looks, there's a movie called um, uh, Season of Something with a Witch. It had, um, it was just on the other day, but it looks like one of those. I want to watch it, but it kind of reminds me of some of those movies we see on sci fi or one of those movies that just pops up on Netflix. <laughs> but well, it's, it's going to be on Netflix. But, you know, I don't know the game, but it, it looks very interesting. So I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, uh, it's based on the game is based on the book. Um, I'm interested. I I was like, oh yeah, I was watching this um, while I was waiting for something, and then at the end, where you saw the spiders started crawling out, girl, I just closed Twitter. I was <laughs> like, all right. I said, y'all almost had me until Charlotte's big ass. Came her uh came on the screen, but I'ma still watch it. You scared of spiders? I am not. I don't have arachnophobia, but if something, if a bug or a spider is like bigger than exaggerated, you know, like on um that Lord of the Rings, like Return to the King or Eight Legged Freaks, I won't watch any of those movies. <laughs> but I am not 
scared of normal sized spiders. Now, if you throw a tarantula at me, then well, you know we box them. <laughs> so you won't be doing any type of evil pictures. Or... No. <laughs> But I'm going to look at the watcher. And they said the bathtub scene is there. And supposedly we're supposed to be seeing Dick. So. That's the question, though. Who? It better be his. Well, I will say, um, if you look at the boys, and maybe we'll talk about the boys maybe next episode, episode, you get to see Peen and that. They do not shy away of anything in this movie. I mean, in that series. So, we'll see. wonder who it will be. We will definitely see. Yeah, you're gonna you gonna put it out there. I just, yeah, you know, Henry, we need to see everything of Henry. <laughs> he looks very nice. He does. Um did you also see the Watchmen trailer? No, yeah, but you know, the way they kind of rolled it out, it was kinda underwhelming and I'm, I, what I'm seeing from this, this is going to be after what happened in the comic slash movie version, um, I, I believe. Um, and Or it's going to be kind of a different thing to it. I, you know, it was okay. Um, I just need a little bit more uh, because we do see some of the characters from the original story. So we'll see what this is supposed to be. Um, but, you know, I, I was okay with it. What did you think of it? I'm ready to see Regina King kick some ass. Well, yeah, that too. I, I can probably be more satisfied with that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'll probably watch it. Or at least tune in to like the first episode or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll also say it was also announced when it comes to Walking Dead, they will have a couple of movies. But uh, Naya is leaving. I mean, we kind of saw that coming. Yeah. So it wasn't like some big, like, oh my God. Yeah. And, you know, and I agree with it. Was, she's played the character for a long time. She, the reason why many of us was watching was because, because of her. Um, and that's great because she's probably about to blow up. I mean, I mean yeah. She's probably going to play so many different things in, in the DC, in Marvel Universe. Um, I still can see her cross over to DC and play Nubia um, or somebody within um, the DC universe. She could probably do that too. She could do a lot of things. So, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was her when she was talking, it was sad, but the fact that she knows her worth in the sense of like, you know, it's time to do new things. And so, right. I was, you know, I was happy for her. It was, you know, she played an iconic character, and so she's also playing another iconic character. So it's just she's just really winning, and so I'm really excited about that. So I'm excited to see what happens next with, with that. But yeah. I'm kind of glad that Walking Dead is kind of calling it quits. They should. It should have been called quits a few seasons ago, but that's neither here nor there. True. Um, and another thing. What not to do is to tell everybody that you're going to be at Comic-Con and then you're not. Um, Game of Thrones writers decided not to be there. Um, they did have some type of panel, but that was kind of tragic and tragic. And let me just say something. I know these writers are famous 
everybody knows them now, especially after the whole Confederate situation. But they're now going to be doing Star Wars. But I felt like, you know, if you write something, you're going to have to own up to it. What I'll always give Halle Berry credit for is when she got a Razzie for playing Catwoman, she showed up. Because most of them, they don't show up. Mm-hmm. But she did. She said, oh, you know what? You're you going to clown me. Well, guess what, bitch? I'm going to be here. And just to remind you, I still have an Oscar. So, you know, I like that she did show up. I like that she did uh, did, did that. And I would appreciate if they would have showed up and just kind of, you know, just just been there and just understanding. Yeah, y'all probably would have heard it. But I would have appreciated if they would have just been like there. Yeah. Well, I'm just say no comment. <laughs> but anyway, is there anything else uh, about Comic Con? Um, there was a few like little things, like you know, if you watch Veronica Mars, that's coming back. Um, we also Dark Crystal. If y'all remember Dark Crystal, that fantasy puppet show that was oh, it's like, that's that's I shouldn't call it that. That's it's way beyond that but it was a Jim Henson movie it was fantastic when I was a kid scared the hell out of me um they had a great um a, a, a kind of a trailer viewing as well as a great booth and things at comic-con we also um well you know Star Trek was also a big big thing they did a lot of Star Trek stuff there um uh-huh. so- Bard is going to be coming out soon. So those of y'all who still don't have <laughs> ABC access, I mean, CBS access, that's going to be there. Um, so get ready for that. And, you know, it's it was a lot going on there. Um, we do know um, because of the fact that DC was not there, there's a lot of questions about um, what's going to happen with a lot of their new property? Like, where are they going to go? What phase are they going to be in? Um, so that left a lot of mystery, but that may have played in their favor, though. Mm-hmm. Because it could be like, because of all this mystery, we're going to be more hyped about what we do see. Um, but, you know, that was pretty much overall, because kind of the big hypey things, the big fun stuff. Um, as I would say to people, if you've never been to Comic-Con, it is an experience. So if you're not a big fan of crowds, uh, you, that's something you have to work with. Um, also, as we said before, money-wise, save your money now. Start now. If you are a person who has written comics or have been involved with comics or you're a writer or blogger or what have you, this is the time now to go ahead and apply for those professional badges. It's time to do it. Um, because it's going to, I've been told it's going to, it's getting to a point they're going to start tightening up on that. So, um, one thing I will say, I would love them to do, and this sounds horrible in classes. Uh, I, I will, I do want them to do a, a different tier of professional. Um, cause I feel like it's getting to a point now I used to get, when I've been going to Comic-Con where Wednesday nights is preview night, that has always been kind of a smaller more intimate event where you can literally do the electric slide out on the main floor. Now you can't. It's just as packed as all the regular days. It is almost annoying. So I wish they would get back to certain people can go on Wednesday night and then everybody else can come. Um, but it's getting bigger every year. 
And if y'all going to go, you need to be prepared for it, save up for it, um, stay hydrated, always have water with you, and carry food, bitch. When I tell y'all about making food, I talk about bringing some bread, making some peanut butter sandwiches, and some ham sandwiches, too, because they charge, they had, you get, okay, they were serving little mini fish tacos, two of them. $15. When you can get that same thing at Rubio's. Oh, no, ma'am. <laughs> when, when those fish tacos cost three something dollars a piece. So I'm just saying that, you know, you have to come prepared. And again, we will always give like a little mini episode how to prepare for our cons. But, um, wow. It was, it was a really good event this year. It was a big, fun, crazy event. Who knows what next year we'll bring. Um, I think DC will be back because they do have a lot of stuff to promote. So we'll see. And we will see. And well, let's go ahead, wrap up the show. As always, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. You can find us also on Twitter and Magazine Pod. I'm at Porter Pizzazz, Victor's at Wonderman5. We're on Facebook at Mechaching Pod, Instagram at Mechaching Pod. Um, let's see. Anything else? Um, no. Just, they are doing another Venom. We'll talk about Venom later. <laughs> I have thoughts. Yes. All right. So, good day, everybody. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.